Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. ODB. Odell Beckham so, uh, Jr. Shannon, scroll down the screen a little bit so I can see the top part there. Good, good morning, go. good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning What's good, guys. Key? I'm about to sneeze. You're about to sneeze? I thought I was. I saw OBJ at the uh, Dallas Dallas Mavs game last night watching Luca cook. He kind of looked right. He kind of looked right walking in with Michael Parsons and company, man. Did you looked, say what's up to him? I wasn't. I, know, I saw him watching the game. Like I saw. Oh, you thought? Oh, yeah, I not thought at you the game. <laughs> no, you said I saw him at the game as if. Yeah, like, I did think you were at the yeah, game. I like, saw on my phone the fact that while I was I, watching I the game. I wanted you to clarify exactly yes. what your whereabouts. Yes, oh, wait a minute. What voice is that? Wait a minute. What voice is that? Voice is that? Which that's, voice? Is that, is that a Duke voice that you just used? What, what's no, a Duke I voice I just mean? was telling him to explain. He has a voice when he imitates you in terms of Duke stuff. Oh. oh. No, I don't think not that's where Jay. he's going. I, don't, I, I don't, can't talk like that. I don't like you implying that, Max. Sir, I'm not implying yeah, anything. That's, I'm that's, stating, uh, it. I'm stating it. I'm not implying. implying. I'm stating it outright. I'm not what, implying What are you trying anything. to imply? <clears throat> I'm not trying to imply anything. I couldn't be How more clear. to say a person like me from Duke Max is saying? I'm talking about. Max is saying. Here it comes. Go ahead, Key. You, no, I think I know what you're saying. You're yeah. saying Duke individuals are very clean mm. when they speak. Mm-hmm. Are we? Is that what you're trying to say? Clean. I, I'm just I'm, like, what, well, there are certain bad? people like, at Duke that you sometimes you, imitate. <laughs> you got a certain voice, and you know, like I, uh, oh, he's doing a, an imitation of people. At Duke. Are you saying that Duke people are just clean? <laughs> That's the yeah, word. Clean. clean. Sure clean. clean. Yeah. How do Colombian people talk? Colombian Be careful people? with that question. You mean in Columbia? Spanish? You mean the, you mean you mean the 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 the, the country? You mean Columbia? Ivy League? Uh, Ivy Columbia. League? How do Ivy League people talk? Beautiful, like Jack. Matt. <laughs> How do I'm smarter than talk, you. Kevin? I know everything. How do That's USC right. people talk? <laughs> How do USC people like me? Nice and calm and chill. Like we always. This is, up there somewhere, you know, in the clouds. <laughs> up there somewhere. <laughs> Everything is chill. Chill, you know? This back. is Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection you, starts you, with Patron. Patron. Yeah. Somebody, I forgot to tell you, Jay, you'd love this because you probably, you probably never saw it, but you probably heard it. At the game last Friday, uh, you know, USC, Utah, uh-huh. they're walking around with shirts talking about beat the University of Spa Children. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all I had to do, all I did was laugh when I saw it. I just couldn't help. I just laughed. <laughs> I was like, That's cool, transfer portal open Monday. <laughs> yeah, transfer portal. Oh, that's, speaking okay. of yeah. Yeah. speaking of USC, <laughs> transfer portal open Monday. Mac Brown during uh, the ACC championship game news conference said the following. This is a quote. One of the real issues we've got in college football. People are tampering with guys on your team and paying them money to leave. Yeah, is that tampering even nowadays? Brown said, it's an issue that needs to get stopped. I sat down and did lunch with one of our starters the other day. He did lunch and said, are you getting calls? He said, coach, I've got 15 places I can go. He said, I'm not going anywhere. I said, are they offering you money? He said, yes, 100%. What's your reaction to that, guys? Like, how does the transfer portal and the NIL affect the landscape of college athletics? Do you think it, it's 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 overblown? Number one, in terms, of, and I understand what Coach Brown is saying. It may happen in small cases, but for the most part, 
the NIL situation and the transfer portal kind of go hand in hand. There aren't very many superstar players that are hitting the transfer portal. There's not. Transfer portal comes when guys, coaches get fired or coaches leave to go to new schools. If you are currently a starting player, and I'm talking about a dominant starting player, not a not a um, graduate transfer that enters into the portal, guy who's in his second year that's starting his freshman and sophomore year, he's not getting into the portal unless his coach gets fired or his coach leaves. Other than that, you, you get a small – it's a small amount of guys – that leave that are the star players on those teams that have NFL futures. They they just it, it's they're not leaving like that. And I understand that people are thinking, oh my God, they're they're just all these players are just leaving. You look at you take for instance, and I'll use USC for example. They left Oklahoma because their head coach left. They didn't leave Oklahoma because of NIL money. They left because Lincoln Riley came to USC. So naturally, Mario Williams is going to leave. Naturally, Caleb Williams is going to leave. Troy Dye left Oregon to come to USC because uh, uh, Crystal Ball went to Miami. So you you see what I'm saying? It's the same thing with Prime. Coach Prime is leaving Jackson State. So why wouldn't his son in the cornerback Hunter – leave to go to Colorado with him. Sure. Of course they are. Right, of course. See, I, I slightly disagree a little bit with that kid, and not on why wouldn't you when the coach leaves, because coaches have been able to be recruited by other schools throughout the course of the season before bowl games and things for the longest time, right? So now the double standard, the hypocrisy, I laugh at it when a player wants to go somewhere else. But what I will say this, we need to stop referring to college athletics as college athletics. It's not. It's semi-pros, man. Like, it's tier two of professional sports. Like, this is free agency. And in college basketball, players for the last couple of years have been actively recruited off of rosters to other programs. Hey, you're not playing as much. Hey, your family's, you know, getting frustrated with the with the Neal deals, NIL deals. Hey, your draft status is dropping. I can offer you more playing time. Coaches have talked about it, right? And, and by the way, this is what schools are doing now. We're going to keep it a buck, okay? Schools are building asset pools. So, Oh, I got 15. I got $20 million. Why do you have Nick Saban with that whole conversation that happened where it leaked out about Texas A&M and some of their challenges about recruiting, right? He's trying to raise funds. All these coaches are trying to raise funds so the ninth, the 10th, the 11th guy on the basketball team can maybe make fifty or $70,000 in Neal deals. The last couple guys on the football team can make some scratch and money for NIL deals because they're utilizing it to recruit. This is professional sports. And we just need to be open and transparent about it because that's the way kids are being recruited. Is it professional sports if not everyone is getting paid, though? But everybody, 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 everyone is. is getting paid. Everyone at some point. Depending on depending on the university that individual goes to, Max, there's a uh, a certain allotment that that university has uh, with a NIL situation. Some universities have collectives. Some universities are running their own NIL programs but most of them are third parties. And because of that, those universities and those coaches can't directly communicate with players and say, hey, we're going to give you, you know, $400,000 if you come to our school. 
they could say, hey, there's opportunities here for you within our region if you decide to select this university. And once they sign on at that point in time, then the NIL companies could get involved with helping source deals for that particular player or those particular players, depending on if they want to do group licensing or whatever the case may be. But look, again, star players aren't leaving. They're just not. You you certainly have to keep your depth. So there's going to be guys that are the backups that have an opportunity maybe to go from a smaller school that doesn't have as much uh, visibility or have as much money to to spend in the NIL or have the, the connections to spend in the NIL situation. Texas A&M is a different situation. That was a different yeah. situation. Uh, but I will say this, though, and, and this is why I do agree with the coaches a little bit, Max. It, it is hard to challenge players or learning new ways to challenge players when some guys come onto campus making hundreds of thousands of dollars before they ever touch the field or the court. That's a challenge because all it takes is for somebody in your camp to say, you know, coach ain't really giving you love. He's not really giving you the play in time. Bounce. He's not giving you the freedom. Get out of here. Right. So th- I, I, I understand the challenges of it, but that, that's a that's a new rarefied era that coaches have to live in now where they can lose guys on their own team. The fact yeah, of the matter but is most of the guys, though, Jay, and, and I know a little bit about this NIL stuff because I deal with it. I've been dealing with it. It most of the guys that are getting the big money. Are the quarterbacks. Okay, they is situations a little different. Quarterbacks are a little different from a mental standpoint. They just they just are. And when you talk about some of the other key, we have a graphic up on the screen right now. Jay, do you want to talk about it? I'm saying some big names. Yeah, but these are all guys that can't play. Jay, Kadan Slovis. This is his third school that he's going to be at. DJU. They benched him. So he's leaving Clemson. They gave it to a freshman. So it's a dip. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but, These but aren't Q, guys. But, Key, you're only talking about football. Like, this is Well, this yeah, I'm only talking about football. Too, I'm like, yeah, because that's really what we're talking about here. No, but no, it's happening in basketball. I'm, I'm talking about the, the two major sports and basketball and football is happening at a high rate. Where I'm telling you, coaches are actively recruiting. So maybe it's more of an issue. Teams. Maybe this is more of an issue in basketball than football. You right? think so? Yeah. Really? We really think so? Are we really going to try to act like there is this pristine corporate environment? No, no. Where only that you're saying. See, you're saying portal, it happens with stars in basketball. I'm saying it happens with the transfer portal. Not, I'm saying it happens with NIL. I'm saying see, it also portal, happens. Like, let's not like kids haven't been getting paid since the beginning of time yeah, before right. NIL. Yeah, but the portal is different than an NIL deal, right? It's an NIL. The, the NIL situation is about recruiting. The portal is about keeping your own guys so you can have depth and also looking in the portal to see who else can help you that's out there. Again, most of the guys that are in these portals, they either lost their jobs, they're not getting the right amount of playing time, they disgruntled, so they leave. And, you know, and, they, and they decide to leave. All right. Um, if you can't land an NIL deal... It is past 10 past the hour. So if you can't lend that on NIL Here's your NIL deal right here. Here's a little NIL for you. (laughs) We are giving away $10,000 a day on KJM during the KJM 10K a day giveaway. We've already given away $182,000. 
$2,500. We're doing it $2,500 every hour. We're on the air four hours a day. That's 10 Gs a day. And it is that time. And the winning word of the hour is recruit. R-E-C-R-U-I-T. Recruit. You text that word to 777-000-777-000. You're entered for your chance to win $2,500. When I think about seven or eight years ago, six, seven years ago, I forgot who it was, got in trouble for putting cream cheese on a bagel. Literally, that was considered like a perk, the cream cheese or something. And now look at I mean, it was unreal. Terrell Pryor, Ohio State, selling his own jersey. The system that was in place for so long was so exploitative and such BS, and it always was, and the apologists for it should have been ashamed of themselves then, and we said it then, and I'm saying it now, you ought to have been ashamed of yourself yeah, you supported Jay. that system. That's College crazy. basketball is back. Tune in tonight. For the Jimmy V Classic as Texas takes on Illinois, followed by Iowa battling Duke. But what about the purity of the game? Once you point a camera at something and you get commercials to spot, everyone's making money except the athletes, you got a problem. Well, Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN. I don't mean you two who had to take pay cuts no, I mean, when you turn yeah, pro. Yeah, I, mean, I mean a lot of people. Never took a dime. Bengal, no, they weren't in dimes. <laughs> they were in larger denominations. Bengals will be the most dangerous team in the NFL playoff field. Is that true? Overreaction, not an overreaction with Dan Graziano's next. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. We are right there. You can listen to KJM on your smart speaker. Just say play ESPN Radio. You can download the podcast. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The word of this hour, if you want to try to win 2500 bucks, text RECRUIT, R-E-C-R-U-I-T, to 777 We are joined right now. By gonna, Dan Graziano. I was going to do it. Uh, text and recruit. That's right. Text it's, recruit. It's good entry music for you, Dan. Dan, what, co- what college did you go to? Georgetown. G-Town? Came out like a shot. Oh, wow. Couldn't wait to say Georgetown. That's big time. schools. Yeah, yeah, big time. John Thompson. Big John. Yeah, I mean, that's big time. He was time. still there when I was there. <gasps> yeah. That's big time. You, you, so you got a chance to really see some good basketball. Mm. It was right toward the end. Matumbo and Morning were both on the team my freshman year, and that was a lot of fun. Beat Duke in, like, December. And then, but Morning got hurt in that game and missed like the next three months. And so by the time the tournament came around, they just it was just yeah, not uh, lost to UNLV that great UNLV team. Oh, in the second running round. rebels! Yeah, when they so. tra- when they kind of like went from like the bigs to the guards, like yeah, obviously AI, but like Victor Page is one of the nastiest. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen I covered college, some right? Victor like, Page when nasty. I was in college. Oh, that yeah. year, it did feel like it was changing from like. Like UNLV came in, and suddenly the even in uh, New York, the Big East, it wasn't the same. Yeah. It was like everyone. I had a running Rebels hat, man. I was so I loved yeah. that team. How they get all those players? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. NILs, yeah. man. It was the NILs, NILs, yeah. transfer portal. So are you transfer portal? He was ahead of the game yeah. on that. Visionary. <laughs> Talk was a visionary. He was the branch no, no, Ricky of yeah. The, it was the NIL funded by. Yeah. Caesars. They were, way ahead of the, they were way ahead of the NIL game back there. All right, Dan, are you ready to play overreaction, not an overreaction? I believe that I am. The Bengals will be the most dangerous team in the NFL playoff Dude, field. Dude, not an overreaction. I mean, they are, I had their last two games. Being around that team, like, it is easy to get caught up in their confidence. They feel very good about their ability to beat anybody. Now, look, they got Cleveland this week, which is like Joe Burrow's kryptonite. Right, like hasn't been able to beat them. Uh, so if they if they can get past them, I think it sets up well. But I mean, the confidence they have going into a game against the Chiefs. It, well, you see, with Burrow as a quarterback that knows he has to do something different every week to win, and he's he's got the ability to to do it. He's got the people around him to do it. He's got he's got his team buying in. I just think there's nothing not to like about the Bengals right now. No, it's not an overreaction at all. When I when I try to think about these things. There's only one team that comes to mind that can cover down on the three receivers, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. They've been able, for whatever reason, to kind of keep the receivers in check to a degree. When you start thinking, okay, who can they face? You know, maybe there's a Kansas City. If they get Kansas City again, we know what that looks like in the regular season. We see them beat them in the playoffs, the AFC Championship game. Can they go to Buffalo if Buffalo holds yeah. serve? Does Buffalo have enough on the back end to take care of those receivers? But it's not an overreaction at all. Yeah, not overreaction. I'm with you both. I mean, they, Joe Mixon still isn't back with the way they looked. And their running game looked decent. I, you know, it's, it's dual backs, man. That that's going to be scary. That, that rebuild offensive line is playing at a high yes, level. And that was all they were missing last year. When you try to say, figure out what's going on in the world, it's, it's as Key would say, as, as quoting Stephen A., it's fluid, right? Like, yeah. you're trying to hit a moving target. But at this moment, the game against the Chiefs made me feel like, the AFC was the Chiefs for four. Like, they were in the AFC championship game every year. Last year, not only did the Bengals beat them in the regular season, in the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl, and then they just beat them again. 
it is unclear right now whether the AFC is the Chiefs or the Bengals. It might be the Bengals AFC it right might now. Be, it might be Buffalo. That, that they just had the standings up. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very crowded Buffalo. At the you top. can't say because they've never done it. The no, no, Bengals no, no, have no, already saying, but like, done when it. When it's all said and done, like they're certainly good enough to do yeah, it too. Sure, I, sure. The AFC playoffs are going to be wild. 40, yeah, going through, but the, if you got to go through Buffalo, man, that's going to you know, Dan, that's going to be tough. Right, if, if you mm-hmm. have to play there. But while Dan yeah. was talking, I just I saw a Bengals over Cowboys in the Super Bowl flash through my Ooh. head, right? All right. Bengals, sorry, 49ers are done because of the Jimmy G injury. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Dan, I know you're a huge Jimmy G supporter. I believe it's an overreaction. But see, I never thought that Jimmy G was the reason the Niners were good, right? So, like, I understand that you're going to a seventh-round rookie in Brock Purdy and there's going to be some mistakes, but certainly Jimmy's not above making the mistakes. And I think this is... Not above it. It is. It, <laughs> what a it, lie. It's a 49ers team that has it built itself to win um, with average to decent play at the quarterback position. And if Brock Purdy can give them that, which, to my knowledge... Just about every quarterback that's ever played for Kyle Shanahan has given him that. Uh, then they All could right. be in a position. I don't. Here's the thing, Max. I don't feel any differently about the 49ers and their chances than I did three days ago. Wow. Can we it's, please put up the, wow. the, the stat about Jimmy over, G? On it's the such an overreaction, Dan. Look, uh, at, the, at the end of the day, Trey Lance, Mullins, Brian Hoyer, and C.J. Beathard were the quarterbacks that didn't succeed under Kyle Shanahan. Do I need to say those names again? Now, look, look when you look screen. at these players and you talk about Jimmy G being there, yeah, his record is great. Keep but they the didn't screen. win games because of Jimmy Garoppolo. They lost those games because of Jimmy Garoppolo, but they didn't win the games because Jimmy Garoppolo. So this is certainly an overreaction. I think the kid, uh, Purdy, could certainly continue to just grow in this offense. If you look at him from the game on Sunday – he didn't look just like Jimmy G, but better yeah, than maybe me. Maybe a little. I agree. He did eyeball test. Put the graphic back up. I want to show it because Jimmy G showed up in San Francisco. They were in the middle of a horrible losing streak. He won five in a row. Five and zero oh that year got hurt, right? The next year, whenever he's been healthy, Dan, if what you're saying is true, that's built to win. It doesn't matter. Why are all other quarterbacks, these are huge sample sizes, 9 and 29. They're the worst team in football without Jimmy Garoppolo. They're one of the best teams in football with him, 38 and 17. Over the course of four seasons, big chunks, but Dan said it doesn't matter who it is, but clearly it does, Dan. Those dudes dudes aren't good at all. They're not good. He's not not the only one on the 49ers that gets hurt. By the end of the season, half the team is on IR in San Francisco. Francisco, you're talking about. I mean, like you don't have the context there. Like, oh, it's, it's coincidence. Not, I see. I'm not. I'm, we'll, we'll find out. Look, I, I thought the 49ers <laughs> were a good team before Garoppolo got hurt. I think they're still a good team. I think they'll be a difficult team to play in the playoffs. Ultimately, they're not going to have good enough quarterback to play to elevate them to Super Bowl champion. That's how I felt about them a week ago. That's how I still feel about them. And I'm with there's, you. There's no, there's no worries about it, Dan. I, I just it's interesting to me. Like people are taking hard stances on seeing. Purdy for three quarters and saying that it's the same thing. I just I need to see a larger sample sure. size before I can say that. Absolutely, with him. there's a re- I mean, like even with Kyle Shanahan, even with all the assets, it was the last pick in the draft, yeah. right? Like if he's, if he's special, he probably goes before that. But we'll yes. find out. Can they? Can uh, they? Can hey, they prop he, him up? He's enough? not special at all. But he, what I saw for three quarters against the Miami Dolphins. Look pretty good to me. That's the thing. People think uh, Garoppolo's not special at all, but he's doing something special. He's fine. 
because the best minds <laughs> in football want him on the team and because he does they nothing but win. They didn't want him on the team. Excuse me. They did Bill not Belichick want him drafted on the him team. in the second they, round. And trade him. They did not want him on why the team. Why did he draft they him in the second round, Dan? They tried to cut his pay down to nothing. They were Dan, shocked they when he said yes. Dan, why did they draft him in the second round? Why Bill Belichick use a second round pick on a yeah. quarterback? And then why did Shanahan pay him, trade for him and pay him? Right. And then why, when he got there, yes. do they always make deep playoff runs when he's healthy and they stink without Wait, him? Max. Oh, Max, you, you forgot Playoff numbers are. Wait, he, Max, you uh, forgot one. Who, you who? said all of that. You forgot. What? Bill Belichick took him in the second round, and Bill Belichick wanted him to replace Tom Brady, yeah. and Mr. Kraft told him to sell him that's because right. that's what the, they told him. Isn't My that story, true, Max? And I'm sticking to it. Do you know overreaction, not an overreaction. Dan, we're moving along. Go ahead, Dan. He averages 160 yards <laughs> per game in six playoff games with a total of four touchdown passes and six interceptions. He is not why they're winning playoff games. I don't know. Without him, they can't win anything. All right. You can't uh, handle the here, truth. Watch this. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm telling you right now, dead in the water in the playoffs. With Jimmy Garoppolo, they'd have made a run. Okay. NFL needs to abolish ties, Dan. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Not an overreaction. Ties are fine. I think you lost Dan there. You lost Dan. Well, we'll see. Time will tell. It always does. Word? Why do you always have to get the last word? How come you can't just keep it moving? I don't make the rules. It's just the way it is. No. I naturally <laughs> get the last word. <laughs> <laughs> Key, abolish ties, you yes know, or you no? You know that with, the, with yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers have never tied. Oh, goodness. That Look says, at that. that says a now lot here about comes him. the tie. That says a lot about him. Really Key. does. Yeah, all right. We'll just see if they win playoff yeah, I'm games I'm with Dan, man. The ties are fine. <laughs> I don't even know what the question was. Ties, yes know. or no? Ties, I, yay sure, or nay? I don't know. I don't care. You I like that. ties. I don't mind them at all. It helps. It unravels like the playoff tiebreaker scenarios. There's one less thing to worry about. You don't have to worry about, oh, did they you know? Did they beat – all the all the common games and all that. No, no, there's a tie. They're not the tied. fact that ties help unravel the tiebreakers in playoff scenario know, right? is is irony. Overreaction, not an overreaction, Dan. It's it's not an overreaction. Not it is irony. Go, go ahead. Sorry, Key. Not you an overreaction. I said that. I just not was, overreaction. I just was I thinking about Jimmy scenario. G. That's all. What's wrong with you two? Who? That is Dan you, Graziano. You, You'll hear you more too. of this on this Just yeah, In at 2 p.m. We'll Eastern. We'll discuss this we'll just, again. Yeah, we're starring, get Jimmy starring, 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 starring Jimmy G. Starring Jimmy G. All right. The Packers say they want quarterback Aaron Rodgers for the 2023 season. But will he want to be a Packer? That's coming up. Keyshawn J. Willemax. What kind of movies, though? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented yeah. by Progressive Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, Key. Uh. AJ Hawk. Former Packers linebacker and Pat McAfee show co-host. AJ, first of all, let me say (laughs) I'm so glad for you and Pat that you finally landed that big Aaron Rodgers interview. I caught it. Amazing get. I'm glad you guys patched things up and finally got him on your show. That's not the introduction. I think that's old and that's lame. The introduction is I'm glad that the Buckeyes are in the CFP (laughs) and USC is not in it. CFP. Jay, you did not AJ. go to Ohio My parents State. with their kids. You can say anything. whatever you want. What's up, AJ? Girls, 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 you're, you're, both you're, you're both pretty. Girls, you're both pretty. If you were such a Buckeye, <laughs> you would have taken all the money they offered you no, instead they of all the money you paid It wasn't enough at that time. Hey, AJ, what's this? your reaction to Ohio State making it into the CFP? Well, I mean, I went there, guys. I played there for four years, so I was very excited to see the Buckeyes slide back in there. I don't know, like, nationally what what the uh, sentiment was from most people. But, Jay, I appreciate you. I, I told Jay before in the past, I grew up a, a Duke basketball fan, so I love watching watching Jay smack the floor and play great defense. I try to show those clips to my daughter, who I'm coaching her 12-year-old team this year. Yeah, you may not actually find any clips of me smacking the floor and playing defense. It was all offense, but that's fine, AJ. <laughs> hey, AJ, I, I do, I do want to ask you quickly, though, about 
You know, it is interesting seeing the way that Michigan smacked Ohio State, right, in Columbus, and now going against Georgia. What do you what do you need to see from C.J. Stroud and company? I mean, we just need to see. Like, so I was at that Ohio State Michigan game, and it was it was a tough one. It really was. Like a, the the stress, the the uh, everyone kind of hanging their heads in the stands. That was that was real. I felt that it was a tough one. But I think they got to come out, and I think Ryan Day has said that since the game. Like they're gonna they're gonna find a way to just play loose, play free, let it go a little bit, and run around and kind of do what they had done. Uh, previously earlier in the season for the most part. So I think it'll be different, no question. Now this Georgia team is unbelievable. I think we all know what the, the firepower they have, but I think, you know, it's like anything. Hey, just give us a chance. You get a chance at the tournament, you know, all it takes is, is a couple of solid games from us and we can find a way, and I think that's what all four teams are probably thinking. Yeah, enough talking about that college football playoff stuff. I don't <laughs> care about that. It's over with. It's done. All I care about is the NFL and the Green Bay Packers in Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Hawk. Um, tell me this, man. You, you've been on teams, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers, and you've beaten the Bears with Aaron Rodgers. Why does he own them? Like, what, what is it about the Bears and Aaron Rodgers and the Bears and the Green Bay Packers that his record is astonishing against them? Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like, I, I definitely know. So I was there nine years with Aaron in Green Bay, and I do know during during my time, Mike McCarthy does a heck of a job of, like the leading up to the game, each time you play the Bears, like telling you about the history and the tradition and showing cool clips of like the physicality back and forth over the years. And I think Aaron is just like every year that he's had more and more success against Chicago. And I haven't beat him every single time, but he has a great record against them. I think it just, it gives him even more juice. Like he, he goes to Chicago and every time I think he goes there, people, I'm sure there's plenty of people yelling all kind of crazy things at him and booing him. And I think he respects that. Like he respects the diehard fans. And he loves going in there and getting wins and obviously getting the wins in Lambeau against them. But I think he's come this far against Chicago, and he's like, you know, I don't want to I don't want to sour this record any, anymore. I want to make sure I find a way to beat the Bears every single time I play him. And that's kind of what it looks like when he goes out there. I mean, 25 and to five be fair, Key, they, he, his record is great against the whole division. Like he's just a great player, right? But <laughs> but it's not. Is it that much better against the Bears than it is against? Uh, I know Minnesota has the best record against them, and it's way under five hundred. But the line, you know, it's the same against the Lions, right? Like he he whoops them. He's twenty five and five against the Bears. What is he against the Lions? Probably the same. Something <laughs> stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so we've been talking about this uh, this morning. AJ I want you to weigh in. Talking about the Niners, right? And he likes what he sees from from Purdy. Calls him pretty. Um, but should they bring in Baker to take a look? I mean, it's it's probably worth a shot, don't you think? I I know what Shanahan has he completely shut it down or said like we look at everything, but that's not on our radar right now. I believe something like that. Uh, yeah, I'd bring him in. I'd want to come in and see what uh, what he looks like. And Kyle Shanahan for like that dude has something with. Yeah, every time they throw a backup quarterback in or someone who's not the normal starter, they seem to have have some success. So Kyle does a heck of a job with that. I don't know. I would I'd want to come, bring Baker in and see what it's like. It's not going to cost them too much. In the Niners, you know you have this defense that is unreal right now. Why not bring Baker in and, and see, even if you don't even want him to start, see if he could be a guy that possibly gets you a win in the playoffs or sometime down the road you need him to come in like at a pivotal time and he, he makes a few big throws for you. I don't, so, yeah, bring him in. See if you like him. If you don't, I guess you can send him on his way. But he's got, he's got plenty of talent in there, I think. AJ, I, you know, I've known Baker for a while, and every time I met him he, he seems really 
really cool, really laid back and like a good dude, right? But I am interested in the last couple of stops and in Cleveland and then now in Carolina where he couldn't beat out Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. And you've heard rumblings about the way OBJ has left Cleveland and then, you know, it, Jarvis Landry has left too. Same kind of sentiments around Baker. Is it as if he is a backup, if you are bringing him into the organization, is there any worry about his interactions with teammates, about whether he could be a good teammate for people? Do you think that is one of the concerns that people have about him considering the way his last two stops have gone? I mean, yeah, I think it's it's definitely a thought for someone that's going to bring him in, but also I, I don't think it's going to be a worry with Baker. I mean, if you look at the, the pass he took in college, transferring and not playing early on and all of that, like he's he's battled some adversity on the football field, no question. I think so. I would imagine if you could sit down and have one conversation with the guy, if you're going to bring him in and sign him, I, I would imagine you could talk for 20 or 30 minutes and know pretty quickly if he's going to fit in well with this team with the role that you have for him. And he's a pro. You got to make a decision too. Like, hey, yeah, it may not be the perfect opportunity for me. I'm not walking into a starting position, but I got to, if I want to stay in this league and I want to eventually be a starter, I need to find a way to, to start chipping away again and kind of get back on that good side. AJ Hawk, former Packer. Ohio State linebacker joining us this morning and Super Bowl champion, by the way, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, AJ, who's the, the the most dangerous team in the AFC conference right now? Man, I have a hard time overlooking the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I understand what just happened with the Bengals. Uh, I'm a, I grew up a Bengals fan as well, so it was, it was a good game to watch. But I just, man, I, I love Kelsey. I love Patrick Mahomes and what they can do, especially with the other Pacheco. Are you kidding me? That dude runs so violent, so physical. And I'm trying not to be like, a, what do they call it, a prisoner of the moment, like when we overact one way or the other after each game. Like, oh, this team's awesome. Or, oh, they're garbage. They're done for the year. It seems like every week we're doing that with every single team. But I just, I like where the Chiefs are at right now. I, I really do. I don't. I just like that they know what they're doing. They've been there. They've done that. And I have a ton of faith in, in Kelsey and Mahomes and obviously the whole coaching staff. But I have a hard time overlooking them. Who do you guys like in the AFC? Well, you know what? I have them I have them right behind Buffalo in the AFC. But check this out. I did my rankings, and I have them fifth. I have Cincinnati seventh. And my two guys that sit in the studio right there, they told me I was a fool, and I didn't know what I was talking no, about. I didn't. I just and, think they're a little. Well, wrong. you didn't use the word fool. I used the word fool. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I'm glad that you say the same things I say. But I guess that's because we think alike to some degree. What else did you? Hey, I, I hope so. But the good thing is, we're all this this football season in the NFL has been unbelievable. Like trying to figure out going into each game, like who may win. Like it's just been a. It, it feels like I don't know if it's true or not. It just feels like there's been more just unique, weird off-schedule games and teams jumping up and beating teams you didn't think would win. Like, it's just one of those years I don't really know how to predict it. Thank you, A.J. Hawk. That's A.J. Hawk, co-host of the excellent Pat McAfee show at official A.J. Hawk on Twitter. Let's go, baby. Thanks, A.J. Dude went to Duke. Thanks, guys. That's We're presented by Progressive Insurance. NBA. The NBA names Anthony Davis the Western Conference Player of the Week. Is AD keeping receipts on his doubters? Keyshawn yeah, J. Will Max. Yeah, the guy's claiming Ohio State. Yeah, unbelievable. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. When it comes down to these Everything is going well for us right now. But for me, it's coming out with a mindset of of dominating. (laughs) (laughs) You've been unbelievable, man. Playing like MVP of this league. Right down, look out below. Anthony Davis, 55 points. He's picked up the torch, and he's running with it, and he's bringing us all along for the ride. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. NBA names Anthony Davis Western Conference Player of the Week. Yeah! I thought AD was all washed up. Yeah, 37.8 points, 13 boards, 3.3 blocks per game. Team has gone 3-1 and one this week. Don't look now. They win almost all the time now. So far this season, AD's averaging 28.5 points. He's shooting almost 60% from the floor, 83% plus from free throw line, leading the league with almost 13 boards, 2.5 dimes. That doesn't lead the league, but with the 13, almost 12.8 boards does. 2.5 blocks and a steal and a half a game. Here's the question. Is he doing a Robert Sala and taking receipts on all of his doubters like Key and Jay? I never doubted J.A.D. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. They're still 13th in the West, by the way. Yeah, here's As the, you here, say, all the, they're 13th in the West. Jay, yeah, they're so, 13th in the West because they got off to a slow start. It's interesting to me, though, Yeah, guys. I'm not saying they're not playing better. I was just stating the fact that they're well, 13th in the West. don't state the fact like that. Make it sound like we're just hot garbage now. I didn't say you're you were hot garbage. I just said that you the, are 13th in the West. You're going to put respect on the Lakers, buddy. Well, I, I can put on respect on why AD is killing it. AD's killing it because AD's playing the five. And, and he's not settling for threes. And the majority of his shots are within the paint. Like, there's no settling. And I give Darvin Ham a lot of credit for – actually empowering AD to be that guy, right? Like Darvin Ham, when he came over from Milwaukee, was a bigs coach. 
Like, you hear things from guys like Giannis and Lopez about the way he communicated and the way that they listened to him and about the way they actually put him in situations to activate. And look at the shot chart. The shot chart talks to you right here about all the shots. Look at the points in the paint. You can see right here on the TV screen. It's 99% of the shots are in the paint. So when you activate him at the five, it creates mismatches. And him at the five, you can't guard that with other traditional fives, Max. You can't. So this is my question, guys. You know, what is it? We look at some teams and some players. It's just not in them. You know, you have a guy who's just not ever going to be great. doesn't matter what happens. Or some teams where you go, it doesn't matter if everything worked out perfectly. They have no shot at a championship. But then you have teams like the Brooklyn Nets, right, with a ton of talent, but it's not working somehow to the extent that people would assume it might. And, and Or a guy like AD. And you go, he was a top – people say top five, it's easy, but it was really more like he was a top six player not that long ago. And then Key suddenly – he won, you know, was he top 10? I, was, I asked, hey, is he still a top 20 player? And people were like, maybe not. What is that thing that gets people going? How do you unlock that? What happened here? Well, I think, thing one, he's healthy. Two, he's bought into Darwin Ham in the situation. And I think that's what you have. You don't even have a three. Healthy and he's bought in to playing the five, just like Jay said. When you, when you have a shot chart like that and – and about 90% or 95% of your shots are down low and you're dominating the paint because they don't, there's no other bigs around that can guard you and do some of the same things that you are capable of doing, you're going to have this sort of resurgence again in people's minds. If you go back and you look back at in, a, a year ago, the Lakers were fine up until Christmas. Then it fell apart and nobody could get healthy in and out of the lineup. You blow on him, he falls. Oh, my ankle, oh, my hand, oh, my shoulder. And that's not the case right now. So you got to respect that. you got to give him the love for where he's at right now. Now, it's a long season to go, right? I mean, it became a frustrating thing for basketball fans and Laker fans, as you know, Jay, when he's not in the lineup. And when he was coming back, he was coming back. He was still injured. The first thing happens is he gets hit in the stomach. He goes to the ground. And people are like, oh, God, here we go again. So it became a point where it was almost like a joke. That's not happening this year so far. I'm going to tell you all right now, the last, like, eight, nine, ten games, the Lakers are Anthony Davis's team. Think about that. When, when have you ever said it's another player's team when LeBron James has been on a roster? But we've always made mention of the fact that when is AD not going to get the torch passed to him? When is he going to go up and grab the damn torch and say it's mine? That's what we've seen him do over that period of time. We've seen him be aggressive. He went up the other night against Porzingis and banged it on Porzingis and another player. I don't even know who the other player was. And you didn't see any kind of slight worry or hesitation. Typically back in the day, you might have seen him turn around, shoot a fadeaway hook shot, fadeaway jump shot. He went up and banged it. He's going in the chest of people. There's an empowerment happening right now that they they need to double down on because it is Anthony Davis's team, and that's going to be their equation towards success. I wonder how much of it is external, meaning coaching, teammates, et cetera, and how much of it is internal. I talk about this with Andre Ward from time to time, the great champion who's pound-for-pound best after Floyd retired, and off his biggest win of his career – He's set up to maybe even fight at heavyweight Anthony Joshua for the heavyweight. It's crazy, but it would be a huge bonanza. He's about to make all, his, all this money, much more than he'd ever made. He walked away. He's a broadcaster now. You know, I work with him here at ESPN, and I worked with him at HBO. And when he retired, 
I thought the real test of his retirement, he stayed mm-hmm. retired over five years now because he walked away at the height of his powers. The real test of retirement is not when it's still a choice. Like, I could beat these guys. I choose to walk away. But at the moment where you start asking yourself, wait a minute, can I still beat them? Then I want to see if you stay retired, right? Because then, you, then it's not up to you anymore. It's now or never. AD, to me, may have been at a point in his career where it's like now or never. Like the AD that was an elite player, just of course, as soon as he woke up and stepped on the court, that was starting to leave. It was like he'd not really seen that way anymore. So I wonder how much of it is coaching and teammates, as you point to, guys, and how much of it is internal from AD going, yo, I'm, I'm, I lost well, you my start, spot. You got you to start with the coaches and the teammates. Then it becomes internal. Then you, you, you grab onto that because they're encouraging you to be something different, to be that AD of old, the AD of New Orleans, the AD that we traded for, the championship AD. That's how you find it. Yeah, but I, I, give, I give Anthony Davis a lot of credit. When you make as much money as he did, the injuries he's battled back through, like I said, he is taking the torch now. There's a different level of aggression that we're seeing on the floor from him that we have not seen since his Pelican days. Don't look now. Brady and the Bucks have won three, at, won three out of four. What would be a successful season for them? Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.